the communication out there I thought was was good on the defensive side. And then offensively, I thought you know you contribute the or you, you talk about the offensive line. I thought they all contributed uh, in the run and the pass game and did a solid job. And it, it's just a different feeling when you got to get ready to play a game. It's different than camp. So get yourself prepared. Kind of feel that that little burn that, that you get in there and and uh, competitive burn and and um, where you got to raise it up a notch. That was Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the team's preseason opener, a 38-17 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday night. Earlier today, it's uh, Sunday, August the 11th, the A-team of Brooke Pryor, Sam Ellinger, Vahe Gregorian, and I broke down the game in a conversation that first appeared on Facebook Live, but with the magic touch of our producer, Kathy Liu, that conversation is now a Sports Beat KC podcast sponsored by Big O Tires. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Here's what Brooke, Sam, Vahe, and the group had to say about the game, and stay tuned through the end to hear from a local player who scored a touchdown on Saturday, Josh Caldwell. I almost said hello from St. Joe because that's what I've been saying every day for the last two weeks. But actually, hello from Arrowhead. Uh, We are here. The Chiefs played something like a football game a couple hours ago, which means that it's time for us to do something like a post-game Facebook Live. Uh, We've got Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, Blair Kirkhoff, and me, Brooke Pryor. Uh, And we're ready to break down some actual football that we saw played here tonight. It was actual for like 15 minutes, uh, and that's, that's generous. Um, let's start off with the quarterback because I don't think any of us wrote a whole story about him tonight because that's just how tonight went. Um, but he did have some pretty hilarious quotes after the game talking about he had a 10-yard scramble where he stopped just short of the goal line where he kind of thought the better of it. Like, hey, maybe I shouldn't dive across the goal line in the preseason. Um, Sam, what was your favorite Patrick Mahomes moment tonight of the four passes we saw him throw and like well, sixth place he was in there? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the best pass was the first one. Right, I mean that, that that was perfectly placed. It was, it was beautiful. Like, it was beautiful. It was a good route, you know, yeah. out and up by Kelsey down the yeah. left sideline, but it was just a perfectly placed ball. The defender, I guess, was a linebacker, didn't notice that Kelsey had caught the ball until Kelsey had taken two steps. <laughs> yeah, the head. Mm-hmm. Turn, the, it was funny head turn. Like yeah. I, I don't know if the ball went sailed right over, but he he was clearly lost. Didn't you didn't you have a sense they might come out in something big on the first play? Yeah. Andy's done that before yeah. in preseason openers. Yeah. I think yeah. he's done it like almost routinely, yeah. it seems like now. I mean, I, I remember when, when Jeremy Macklin came here, the first play was mm-hmm. deep to Macklin. Yeah. I, I have to think, maybe was the Falcons the first game, preseason game last year? No, it was, no. A, it was a game here against Houston. A, yeah. But I, I think That's right. one of the years Tyreek Hill, I think, was streaking, and they yeah. I don't think they hit him, but uh, he was. But they attempted to hit him. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, yeah. It was a, it was a Just, nice little exclamation point. To start there, you're like, hey, remember, we have the MVP. And it was a good time for it, too, because the defense, as we'll get into in a minute, looked a little 2018-ish out there in their first drive. And so it was nice to see the offense also look 2018-ish. Well, there were a couple things that stuck out, and and I guess it won't be uh, lost on each other that we were all talking during the game, but there were a couple things that stuck out early um, resembling the final drive we saw here last season. Um, I think the only difference in the drive was 13 plays, 75 yards in overtime last year and 14, 75 here. Um, I'm not, I might be the only person who thought this, but I was uh, a little jarred seeing uh, 
Tano, I think, lined up offside on the play that seemed to be a turnover. <laughs> and I, I haven't had a chance to pull up that replay, but I really thought he was lined up offside. And, and uh, seen ghosts of offside. I, That's <laughs> I got some, yeah, and I got some, some uh, response on Twitter saying, you know, too soon, but I was nowhere near. <laughs> I was trying to make a point that I think was constructive. I was nowhere near as brazen as uh, whatever it was you wrote that, that you included the parentheses ducks. Yeah. What was it you said? Well, they won the coin toss. So. <laughs> you went right at it. Went that was right an improvement. We just exercised some demons really yeah. early tonight. Well, the last time we saw them in this, this stadium, you know, was, was, mm -hmm. it was that. that night. Yep. Yeah. I think we were sitting in this at this very table we yeah. Were, yeah. right afterwards. So. A little colder. Yeah, um, a, little, a lot colder. Yeah. yeah. You know, one, one last thing about Patrick, though, just it, it I... You, know, you, you do try to figure out, like, why is it that coaches do this, right? They, they play them a series, and then you're out. And Andy, actually, he didn't say too much in his post-game news conference, but I, I, I liked the way he phrased it tonight. I mean, he sort of made a point of saying, look, you just want to get the competitive, competitive juices going a little. He didn't use that word, but mm -hmm. it's different to prepare for a game and, and just kind of get a taste and be thinking that way. And, 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 you know, it made sense the way he said it. I mean, otherwise... You know, you always do kind of wonder, like, eh, get out there to stretch and throw a couple times. Mm -hmm. what, what's the point? But I, it made sense to me the way Andy phrased it. Although, you know, it's interesting because I talked with Tyron Matthew afterward. Not only was Mahomes on a, a pretty close snap count, the defensive For, starters were yeah. on an even shorter leash. And Matthew kind of sounded a little frustrated that he only, I think he played two snaps. And then he was right. out. The interception came yeah, on the, the interception, second. Yeah, the, the, the interception that didn't stand came on the second play. Well, the fumble. fumble. The fumble. Yeah. Oh, that's fumble. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Fumble, fumble and turnover. fumble recovery. Yeah. And, uh, that was it? He came out right yeah, after that play? Yeah, yeah. Some uh, handful of starters a few more, but came, wow. came no, out right he after was, that. He was ready to wow. get out of the locker room it, afterward. And he still, to his credit, came back, stopped, talked with us. It was fantastic. But you could kind of tell that, because I asked him, you know, was that the plan going in? And he said, I was told we were getting a quarter. Hmm. And all of a sudden, it was two plays and you're done. Already dissension in the locker room. I know. Yeah. Ripping this team yeah. apart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did think um, if that play had stood, it took a, an official's review to overturn it. The, mm -hmm. the ball was awarded to the Chiefs. Um, the Bengals got it back. That kind of would have changed the tone of the night. The defense on the second play comes up with a big turnover mm -hmm. and uh, ready to go and then punch it in. And, and maybe Cincinnati doesn't go 75 yards on the next possession or something, and, and you can feel better about first-team defense. But I've said it a couple times now. I, I do think that it's going to take a while for this defense to, you know, to, to be right. Mm -hmm. And they're playing against a good quarterback, you know, a Pro Bowl quarterback and Andy Dalton. So he, he, was, he was terrific on that first series. But, I, but you know, back to the, the thing that started this, and I, I don't know if you've been being around him or anybody else that came away with any – more of an understanding, but but why two plays? I don't know. In the well, big scheme of things, it doesn't matter, but it just seems odd. It was, and it was jarring, I think, for them and for us. That you know, and, and for the fans who yeah. wanted to see more of, well, what can the defense really do? And I feel like we didn't really get a good measuring stick yeah. because I mean, not only were Frank Clark and, and Alex right. before out, but still, I think you wanted to see more of Tyron Mathen. You wanted to see some of the packages with the first string still available, but. 
I mean, why do you even warm up if you're going to play two snaps yeah, and then yeah. you sit? Yeah, and certainly the the offense made the change after the first drive, after mm-hmm. the first possession, and I, you know, I had to give grades after the game. And what do you give a coach on a game like this? I I gave him an A for getting Mahomes the hell out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just yeah, you know, you yeah. basically played six plays or whatever that first drive was for the Chiefs, and that was it for Mahomes and. Good move, and and you know Andy Andy did joke about that he he pulled Mahomes because of the the run, I mean mm-hmm. and, and he kind of deadpanned it and was pretty seemingly pretty clear he was joking, but but there there may be a talking point again in the when we want you to run and not. I thought you got the short throw tonight was Chad Henney. I, that's I was just yeah. I was One. flipping through these stats to count how many plays he had, but it was not many. Let's see, One, two, three, four. Five. He didn't start. He had the second, five. And he didn't start the and second. He didn't quarter. start the second. All of a sudden, we have Kyle Shermer coming out there. Uh, so that was a little confusing. But yeah, poor Chad Henney. Do you think there's some backlash from the Sam McDowell story the other day? Oh, I bet that's <laughs> it. You know what? They're like, you know, Henney's getting a little too much pub. Let's bring him back down to earth. No. This guy seems like he has a huge ego. So yeah. let's put him in check by starting Kyle Shermer in the third quarter or in the second quarter. Well, can anyways. you say like, um, I'm all for that? Like, we don't need Chad Henney. You know what no, I mean? Like if, if Chad, Chad Henney's going to play, we're <laughs> you know, this, this conversation That's right. takes it's a, a different a kind of season. Very different turn. So why not give you know Litton and Shermer you know a little bit more look? So who can be the number three and then be the Chad Henney in a couple years? Kind of, I kind of dig it. Chad Henney's Chad Henney's place is in that room. You know, yeah. like hey, I remember four years ago when we were playing this team and they tried to do this one thing and right. Um, I don't have a rocket arm, and I'm not like, you know, a unicorn quarterback. But if I was, this is one thing that I. Could do. I, I feel like that that is Chad Henney's role. I mean, since we're going to talk about backup quarterbacks, let's go ahead and get into the Kyle Shermer and Chase Linton debate. Do you think after watching Kyle Shermer tonight and then watching Chase Linton, Chase Linton got a whole half to play, so that's exciting for him. Where are we in this battle right now? Is, is Kyle Schirmer going to take Chase Lynn's practice squad spot? I don't know. I, Litton has seemed better to me. Uh, I know he threw the interception, but I feel like that's an interception that a lot of quarterbacks have thrown, um, kind of similar to one that the MVP threw <laughs> last mm-hmm. year, right? Um, one that Brady threw in the end zone against the Chiefs in yeah. the AFC title game yeah. when Raglan jumped up and totally. got that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, he was just – I don't think there's a huge separation – between the two, but it, to me, I think Litton looks a little bit better. What do you think? Um, I think I think we need to factor in the uh, the family friendship. The, the last name. <laughs> yes. yes, that is that, uh, a factor. I think there's there's, uh, there's there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. There there is there's a there's a, a personal connection between Andy Reid and and um, and Papa Shermer, right? And mm-hmm. so. Let's you know, put it out there. It's it's out, it's there, and I, Shermer was in with the thirds, you know, the threes today, and Linton the fourths, and that wasn't the case last year. I mean, Chase Linton was the third team quarterback last right. year. Although, does it say something that Kyle Shermer only got a, a quarter and Chase Linton got a half? Uh, maybe uh, it could. It could. I, I tell you what, I think the position played well tonight. Mm-hmm. The quarterback position played well. I didn't see what the total p- the passing numbers were, but the, they had the Two, one interception. 291 yards total. Pa- total uh, yards or passing yards? Total passing yards. Okay. Three TDs, one interception. And, and Mahomes, two, two of the TDs from Litton. Yeah, and Mahomes didn't have one of the, yeah, mm-hmm. one of the touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I thought the position played well. And whoever isn't the guy between Shermer and Linton, I think either one of those guys could be a two or three somewhere else. Yeah. Three and four here, but two and three somewhere else. Yeah, I think so too. Let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. While as we're looking at position battles, the tight end, the second tight end position has been kind of one of the more important battles throughout camp, but mainly between Blake Bell, Dion Yelder, maybe thought John Lovett could be in the mix, maybe as a third tight end practice squad guy. He, by the way, has a separated right shoulder. That's what Andy Reid said in the press conference afterward, but they were what, able to pop it back in? Yeah, he said they put it back in. Um, so I, I don't know what that does to a separated shoulder. Is it no longer separated? I, I, I don't. I, it's, I mean, technically no, but do you yeah. still want to play on it? Probably not. No, I mean, I and I gathered. I can't remember Andy's exact words after that, but but clearly it was not fully resolved. I mean, it just. But but he seemed to think you know it'll work out. Uh, you know, right. I don't know. So we'll remove John Lovett from the conversation. But <laughs> mainly between Blake Bell, Dion Yelder. Blake Bell had an early catch. Dion Yelder then. Uh, recovered a muffed punt later in the game, and it seems like... And caught a touchdown And pass. caught a touchdown pass. It seems like this tight end position battle is going to come down to not only who can operate well in the offenses of the second tight end, but who is more valuable on special teams. Blair, did you get a sense that one guy has separated himself from the other? I, I don't know if one game, that can happen in one game, but Yelder played well. I mean, really well, noticeably well. You get in the end zone and then you, you recover a, a muff punt. You, you've shown up in the stat sheet and you're going to look good on film. And I, I think that, that bodes well for him. So, and Blake Bell had the nice catch. He had a drop also. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was uh, uh, Sher- not, not Shermer, uh, Henny. I think he dropped a Henny pass in the, in the uh, first quarter. So, I know John Lovett had a nice catch too, but mm-hmm. then left the game um, and was out was on the injury report. So, uh, no, I think we're going to just see, need to see more from both of those players at that position. And, um, but but uh, we've talked about this. Demetrius Harris was a, was a valuable piece to the Chiefs that we all sort of laughed at last year, just because he dropped the ball a lot. Um, but he was a great special teams player and. Yelder or Blake Bell will have to be a great second team, a special teams player. But I will say this: I think both of them are good enough that the Chiefs don't have to go outside mm-hmm. to look for another tight end. You sounded like I, Eric Banami there for a second. I thought that I'll exactly. Say this. But I will say this. <laughs> and I and I did. <laughs> Not only will I, I did. <laughs> you're better. You're you're out, Eric Banami. Eric Banami. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, Robert asks, is Lovett going to be an IR stash like Pringle was? You know what? Now that he brings it up, I don't, we don't, I don't know how serious a separated it's, shoulder it, is. Right, but I don't either. I, right. I think that that's now a possibility in the way that it wasn't before, obviously, when he wasn't hurt. But, yeah, I mean, I think keep that on, your, on the radar, and that's something that we'll follow up with with Andy if, to see how he's developing because he is a weapon they really, really liked throughout the offseason and the preseason. So so did Andy say in the postgame that they popped it back in? Is that yeah, what, yeah, he did. How did he say this? He just say, ah, they just popped it back in. Pretty much that. Like that. Yeah. And then he but said, that was good. <laughs> yeah, what's the exact <laughs> wording? We were able to put it back in. That was good. So Well, it's yeah. not bad. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good that his shoulder's not separated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> but they do like the stash. They do like the IR stash. They do, and yeah. we have so we have our first candidate for the IR yeah. stash. 
Um, <laughs> looking at, do you guys have any thoughts on the on the tight end battle? I have none. Zero, not no, not a, not a one. Sam. I think they're going to be fine either way. I think both those guys can play, and you're in a system that brings out the best. I think whatever. Yeah. Not Second rookies. tight end they're, is on the roster. Both have right. been NFL experience. Right. That, the, the, right. That I think that position overall is better this year than it was last year. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it has wow. potential. Oh, that, I'm saying has, that is a bold statement. Has the, has the potential okay. to be. Okay, I can see it. Looking at some of the other offensive position battles that are going on, wide receiver depth. We know that they have a lot of really good top-shelf wide receivers. And really, from bottom to top, that's a super strong position group. There are a lot of young guys battling for a spot down at toward the end of the depth chart. Guys like Garrick Dieter, David Grayson, Byron Pringle. Um, Marcus Kemp. Kemp. Marcus Kemp. Cody Thompson. Cody Thompson. Any of those, and Garrick Dieter didn't play. He's still been dealing with a back issue uh, that's gone on for two weeks now, some back spasms. So that's kind of surprising um, that that's continued to keep him out. You guys have any thoughts on these wide receivers and the way that they played today? Anything, anybody jump out? Anybody seem like they are making moves? I, I didn't see anything that made me think it, anybody's staking any ground one way or another. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I think we'll need to see more. Um, I don't, did, did, did Pringle drop a ball? Or he was or targeted was three times and has no catches. But what, I, I wasn't he had one of those that was intercepted. Well, right? didn't he have the one that the interception was overturned? Yes, yes. That was him. He didn't, you know, it, was That's a little, right. it was a little underthrown, okay. and mm-hmm. he, he couldn't get to it. Look, end of the second quarter, looked like the Bengals had an interception. It got overturned. Because it was in the final two minutes, it was an auto, you know, they didn't, Andy didn't need to challenge it. It mm-hmm. was automatically a review. And isn't that going to be a Thank lot of fun? Thank God for that. Isn't that, oh, that going to be fun this year? To, How long was the game tonight? Three hours and 20 minutes or something? 20 some, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but automatic reviews in the final two minutes of the first and second halves. It's yeah. a blast. Not, not, not down with that. Not down no, with no, all, all, no. all because the officials blew the call in the NFC Championship game last year. Now we're being punished. Yep. We're yeah. all no, being no. punished. Yeah. Um, by the way, I thought this was interesting. I'm looking at the, the pass receiving leaders. Kaiser, Bell, and Yelder are the top four mm-hmm. there. All three tight ends, um, which I think just speaks to the way that they use the tight end group in, in Andy Reid's system. And well, they're safe. They're safe. Exactly. They're usually open on something short and and uh, um, high percentage mm-hmm. stuff and, and reliable, you know, pass receivers. So not not a surprise. Mm-hmm. And Cody Thompson had uh, caught both times, caught the ball both times he was targeted. Had 19 receiving yards. Um, another guy on that list, McCole Hardman. He and Darwin Thompson, to me, stole the show on the offensive side of the ball when they got in there. Darwin Thompson. Ran through some tackles. We saw him move really well in space. McCall Hardman on the jet sweep, a play that we've seen at training camp quite a few times. One, I think that's the one where he ended up getting like pancaked the first time that they ran it in 11 on 11 the other day. Um, that did not happen this time. He scored his first, first-ish NFL touchdown, 17 yards. What were you guys most impressed with by these rookies and, and what they were doing tonight? Well, Thompson, I mean, the, the stuff – the obvious stuff is the obvious stuff, and that's the important stuff. Like, I mean, he can play. I mean, he, he's a guy that you think can get yards that other backs can't. You know, mm-hmm. like some some extra yards. You're running through uh, a linebacker at one yeah. point, and then he kind of drugged was impressive. I thought that a defensive was, lineman yeah. for a couple yards. Um, but he also, and he's talked in camp about uh, like pass protection being a uh, a challenge or something that he's that he's trying to get better at because he didn't do much of it 
in college, he had a couple really nice snaps and pass protection, too. I know maybe we're getting too far into the weeds, but that's the kind of stuff that can get you on the roster, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and help your career. You do that in, in special teams. But it, there was a play, and I wish I could remember who, who the defensive lineman was, but he was, you know, his number was in the 90s, big guy, mm-hmm. and he's coming right in, and, and Thompson just took out his legs. Le- yeah. Was that Jermaine put a, put Pratt, a uh, linebacker? No, there was, Pratt was Pratt definitely was, un- Pratt, underneath Pratt on Pratt was the guy he, who's, um, who, who he yeah. broke from. But I remember that. He put a, a lineman down yeah. with a low block. It's a really nice play. Yeah. You know? Yep. Noticeable. Um, no, he was good. He said after the game that um, he was a little nervous. Yeah. He just wanted to, you know, just wanted to go out and hit somebody. Mm-hmm. That's all. Just get going, get hit somebody. He wanted to be on the kickoff team so he could run down the field on the first play and he wasn't, but he, he really wanted to be and just uh, I, I I thought I made him the star of the game. I thought he was the star of the game. Hardman yeah. was really good. Um, but Harmon only had two catches, which is one for a touchdown. Yeah. Had a, had a kickoff return though, like a 40, was it a forty? Was something it a punt like return? That. He had. I thought he had a long. He had a good return, return which is mm-hmm. something that's going to go a long way. And I mean, he's obviously making the roster. It was, but a, it was a forty-four has, yard kickoff. Yeah, return. kickoff yeah. return. Yeah. yeah. That jet sweep stuff, though, man. Like on that that shovel pass, they're going to have a play, I'm sure, where you know, one of them, either him or Tyreek, does it, and they don't give it to him, and then the other one comes yes. in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're going to. Screw with people. Well, look, look yeah. at the two guys we're talking about here: uh, Darwin Thompson and McCole Hardman, both just burners, uh-huh. mm-hmm. just really, really fast. And I'm not sure when we left last season that I, I was, I was thinking, boy, they, this team needs to get fast. But they did. I thought defense is what they needed, right. and, and they, they took care of that too. But yeah. this team is fast. They're so fast. They it, really. It's are. interesting. So um, Darwin. Looks to me like he's maybe a little shorter than Tyreek. Yeah. Maybe a little shorter. Yeah. I agree with that. But also looks to me like maybe he's kind of the walking muscle that Tyreek is. I a mean, thousand percent. I mean, mm-hmm. just that same. I don't know if it's quite the same build. I think Tyreek's maybe a little more powerfully built, actually. Yeah, maybe. But maybe I'm sure they're listed. Darwin's listed at five, five eight, eight. One, and he said one ninety five. That's yeah. generous to me. Listings and Tyreek is listed as five ten. Which is just not true. No. I have some thoughts on that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, and so I would I would say Tyreek's probably five eight ish and Darwin's five six five seven ish. I'd say that. Yeah, yeah. That and, makes their, sense. and their cleats. In their cleats. Yeah, <laughs> five, yeah, five, yeah, eight, yeah. Five, yeah. yeah, right. And that's what really matters. But 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 your, the bigger point is the speed and also there is there's been a bit of an Andy. They they seem to like having short guys. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, or, or willing to take short guys. Willing to take maybe is a better point. But is there is there a, a specific advantage you can think of that someone of that height has? I mean, is the low center of gravity is that is that something that's I think you know, a documentable thing? Yeah, it, it's a disadvantage I think as a receiver. It, uh, yeah, it Ty- has to be overall. Tyreek makes up for that with a ridiculous vertical yeah. and just a natural ability to kind of high point the ball. Because um, it is weird, because he's not 5'10", you're right. Like, but it's weird that a 5'8", 5'9", guy is so good at jump balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's like right. a Randy Moss quality almost. Yeah. Did they know but, that about him when they drafted him? No. No, 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 no. I don't no. think they, they did. They were, they in fact, they I don't think he had him. that when they drafted him, yeah, or they they were, the ability to convert uh, it. Well, I mean, he, he played a lot of running back. Yeah. In college, mm-hmm. in the, from West Alabama. Yeah, and the West Alabama <laughs> coach to his credit was like, "That one's on me." <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh, but I think for a running back, I think it can't be. Um, 
I think helpful, but if not helpful, certainly not the problem that it is at other positions. Because I just, you know, always think about Barry Sanders. And, you know, nobody else is going to be Barry Sanders. But I, I think there's something to that. The low center, you can be a little bit quicker, a little mm-hmm. bit more wiggly. Yeah, as, yeah. As some would say. By the way, uh, Andy Reid was asked about Tyreek's vertical before the game. So I think on what, Thursday was the last time yeah, we talked to them. Yeah. And he said his vertical is ridiculous. He would have been a great center fielder. He can track the ball, and then he's fearless at going up and getting it. He's got a real healthy vertical. He really does. I think the thing that... And, and we're talking about Tyreek Hill, and he didn't do anything in the game tonight. But, <laughs> right. No, um, I had to ask you if he, if right, he had if he, lined he, up because right. we didn't take it. But the one thing that surprised player. us when we started to see his career unfold was how good his hands were because mm-hmm. nobody knew that he could catch. You know, he yeah. was making catches that didn't seem like he should or yeah. or he didn't know he had possessed that skill, yeah. the, the good hands. And um, so maybe maybe Hardman and, and, um, and, and uh, Thompson have that as well. They, they both... Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they weren't in a position to make difficult catches tonight. Both touchdowns came on short mm-hmm. jet sweep for Hardman and basically a handoff, mm-hmm. and it was just a short. Uh, Thompson had a circle, circle route out of the backfield, had to beat the linebacker and, and uh, spread into the end zone. So just short passes. But it'll be, it'll be fun to see these guys in the next few preseason games and see how they're used and see if they you know, will go deep. To, especially to Hardman, um, use the speed that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, how much did, did they, will Patrick play the whole quarter next week? <laughs> Who knows? I, Can't trust Andy now. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. I don't think anybody on that team is trusting Andy when he says this will be your playing time. By the way, so Andy's specific words the other day were he's going to play a quarter. Yes. Which was and counter Chad to everything he's second. ever done. I, I'll tell you what, I think the Mahomes keep changed his perspective on the game tonight. When Mahomes kept the ball and went down at the one, and you know, we were all going, well, what is, what is he doing? You <laughs> so know, I'm but, saying Andy's joking, but maybe he was so deadpan he really wasn't joking. I, I, I think that changed his perspective. Again, I think that to me the bigger question was why didn't Henny play more? Right. He really wanted to see Shermer and, um, and Linton, Linton. I guess. I think that, that gives us, again, the clue that, that this is a really, even though it is the least important position battle, on the team. Yeah, well, and Andy thinks in terms of this too, though. He thinks in terms of other people seeing both of them. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. He does. I Talks mean, about so, it all the time. Yeah. Get him on tape. Yeah. yeah. So I think we've covered a lot of the offense. Let's look at the defensive side of the ball. This is probably the most important transition, transformation, whatever that we were looking forward to seeing. And like we alluded to earlier, kind of got cheated out of it when the starters came out after just two plays. But, Sam, you wrote an entire column about the defense, so give us the Cliff Notes I did. Version. I, in full disclosure, I took a, two detours, a Patrick Mahomes detour in the column, of course, and then another one to rip the NFL for these reviews. But um, <laughs> okay, there's way too many. Well done. There's just way too many. <laughs> um, I thought that, the, like, look, like the first preseason, you know, all that, the disclaimers, um, but those disclaimers are particularly, uh, you know, important with this because – the biggest change on the defense is the coordinator and the scheme. And first preseason game, any preseason game, you're not going to do a lot of the scheming and all that stuff. And I think one thing that Steve Spagnuolo, that it's going to be different this year. Bob Sutton was way on, on, on you know, one side of the spectrum, but like hardly ever did stunts, you know. Right. Wasn't a lot of blitzing with him. It was just... Beat the guy in front of you. And I think Spags is going to do a lot of that stuff, and he's going to be aggressive. So I think we'll see more of that. But I thought that there was enough to be encouraged about. If it, it, It's kind of an inkblot test, the defense tonight, I think. Like, if, if you wanted to go negative, 
14 plays, 75 yards, you know, couldn't stop him. It looked very Suttonish, you know, all that stuff. But I thought that, um, you know, they, they did have a turnover that I was kind of surprised that got overturned, but whatever. Um, but the players are better. They just are. Like, I mean, it, it is like, and kind of by a long shot, you know? And, and I think that um, if you think about how the safeties are going to help the corners and, um, and, and that defensive line depth is real, and that's important. And I thought Derek Naughty, first precinct, whatever, but Derek Naughty was great in the middle. I mean, he was moving men in front of him. Uh, he did what they want him to do. Yes. What mm-hmm. they want him to do and what they was drafted to do yep. but couldn't do in the, that defense last year. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it was important that <laughs> – however important something can be here. But um, Breland Speaks and Tano Passigno are two guys that have been talked about a lot. That, that Breland Speaks, I think we all agreed, that Breland Speaks would be the one that, that benefits the most from the scheme change. It fits who he is a little bit more than, than that 3-4. And Tano, who was borderline dead to the coaching staff Lost. you know, yeah. um, last year, they've been talking him up. Those guys got sacks on back-to-back plays. I just... Little stuff like that, I think, mm-hmm. matters. I, I was encouraged as much as you can be from this. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, Brooke and I were talking about during the game that um, you're right. Speaks is the one when, the, when, when Spagnola was hired and we learned they were going to go to the 4-3. He's the person we looked at and said he's the one who's going mm-hmm. to really benefit from this. Yeah. But as training camp has unfolded, we've noticed Tondo Passigno, coaches talking him up yeah. and him getting work with – first team defense and he started tonight because mm-hmm. Frank Clark wasn't there and there's just there's just a difference in him this year um, I, look are they talking him up to, to trade him I, I, I don't know um, but I, he fits the profile I think of the defensive lineman that the Chiefs want in this defense a guy with great size mm-hmm. and some a- and athletic ability and I, I think Tano was among those players who was lost in the Bob Sutton yep. defense yeah. Yeah. so I'm kind of stoked for him. He's second round draft pick. You know, you've got to mm-hmm. get you've got to get something from your second round draft pick, mm-hmm. and and I, I think the Chiefs are, um, I think they're serious about him as a good player, as a difference making player. Um, time will tell. Mm-hmm. He did have the sack, and you're right. He and Speaks was the best defensive series that they had because they had um, the, the two sacks and then the interception and the half. Her, mm-hmm. Was it Herb Miller who, mm-hmm. yeah. was, you know, on, on, on a Hail Mary, but Brandon Beck's almost 40, 70, yeah, yeah. About 70 yards or so. Um, that, was, that was a really nice series. Of course, it was twos against twos at the time, but it was still, yeah. you know, it was still a good series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tano, I talked with him after the game, and, you know, he's – He's never been the most talkative guy, but you could tell like he was just excited the way that he played. He said this is the best performance he's he, this is the best game he feels like he's had in the pros. Um, it's also his first ever sack, which when you think back to the other one that he had that was close was in Chicago last year in the preseason when he got flagged for yeah. what was that, on Chase Daniel yes, for roughing, roughing the passer, the passer. That when that was an emphasis. Call. And it, it seemed like that kind of derailed his whole season. He was building momentum, building momentum, has this great play, and then the flag comes out, and then I remember Justin Houston getting really angry about it afterward. He just, he went off for a while about it, but it seems like the combination of this new defense, he's being used a lot out there in a lot of different packages on special teams. Uh, Chris Jones started out his availability by really praising Tano for everything that he was doing, saying like, Man, like, if they wanted him to go out and play tight end on the offense, he could do that, too. 
um, which, hey, maybe they need him to do that. Um, but he, he was just, he was so proud of Tano, he's like, I'm gonna have to sit down right now and just, and just give him a little bit of credit. He didn't sit down, but he did like preach about him. I mean, legitimately preach for a good 45 seconds. So I think the guys in the locker room are just as happy for Tano that he's finally mm. getting some time. Because you remember last year, we talked about how like, maybe we need to do a story on if he feels like he's gonna get cut or right, if he feels right. like he's lost his place. He's, he was inactive. I think for some of the games there, right at the end, and yeah. he yeah. just he looked kind of lost. There wasn't a place for him. No, on, on last year's team, and uh, that seems to be changing. Right. I mean, he started tonight. There's clearly a place for him on this year's team. Mm-hmm. And when you see huge. him, I mean, it, it it really does stand out how long he is. <laughs> I mean, and Andy was emphasizing how many how many balls he's batted down in practice mm-hmm. and stuff. But he he's the tallest guy on the team at six seven, and I think that's legit. And he's uh, also Fisher, I guess, is six too. seven also, but I think Tano's longer. Mm-hmm. So we also asked him. He said, "You know, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm up. I'm playing at two ninety now." And we were like, well, "What were you playing at before?" And I think he said around two seventy. And he said he was finally able to gain weight because he went fake vegan, where he <laughs> eats vegetables and everything, but also eats seafood. And he said his body finally got used to that, and now he could gain weight while being on that diet. So I thought that was interesting, um, that he felt like he needed to bulk up and that that was helping him out there playing so many different roles. Speaking of bulked up, at least according to this preseason roster, who do you think is the heaviest guy on the team? This surprises me. He was not the heaviest guy a couple of years ago. There's a hint. Offense or defense? Offense. Offense, I should say. Uh. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Oh. Nice hint. That was good. I like that. 321. Huh. Bigger than uh, Mitchell Schwartz? Bigger than Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell uh, coming in at 320. (laughs) (laughs) Beat him by a pound. Crushed him. (laughs) He just crushed him. (laughs) But I I would, I, I mean, remember, LDT was probably under 300 when he came here. I would guess more like 260, 270. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, I think you're measuring him Canadian weight. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's obviously different. Um, one other position group let's look at on the defensive side of the ball, the cornerbacks. Um, is the situation as dire as it seems in training camp, and how, how important is the Mo Claiborne signing going to be, having evaluated what the corners did out there tonight? Um. So on that first possession, when it's ones and ones, um, Bashar Breeland got beat pretty badly. It looked, it's hard, you, we never know the assignments, right? It looked for a second that he might have thought there was a safety. Somebody behind him. Yeah. I don't know if that was his fault, you know, or yeah. the safety's fault or whatever, but it wasn't just, he didn't get beat plainly by a move. That's worth, that's worth pointing out. And then there was a 26, I think, yard pass down the right sideline um, uh, on Ward, on Charvarius Ward, I thought it was pretty good coverage. That ball was, it was thrown. It was perfect. Tight, it was a sideline pass, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 it was I, pretty I good I didn't coverage. look at the height of the receiver, but there was a, enough of a height difference yeah. that Dalton put the ball in the only place it could be caught without Ward making a good play yeah. on it. Yeah, it Ward was, was right there. Perfect. It, sort of reminiscent of that Seattle game when mm-hmm. Ward yes. was giving up some passes with really good coverage. And it's mm-hmm. just, um, you know, Andy Dalton is not Russell Wilson. But anyway, um, I think that Mo Claiborne is um, important. Um, I thought it was a really smart 
kind of obvious signing, so obvious that the dumb newspaper guy was writing, going to write that they should sign him. <laughs> but um, I don't think he's like a great player. You know, there's a reason that he was available mm-hmm. at, at, at this time. He'll be suspended for the first four games. Uh, but he's a guy that has some experience at least. And if he can just be, you know, Here's how I look at it. If he can be what they thought Emerson was gonna could be, if be what they thought um, who's the other Scandrick yeah. mm-hmm. could be, then you know that's that's a that's an important piece here, right? Because mm-hmm. they need depth, and I, I still think they're gonna add one more. Mm-hmm. I do. That makes sense. By the way, one guy who was a corner now moved Tremont Smith. We didn't see him a ton tonight in the offense, but he was involved in special teams. Returned a couple of kicks. Yeah. Um, did he do enough? Can he, he make he, this team as just a kick return the, specialist? To, the more I think about it, the more I, I don't think mm-hmm. so. I just don't. Um, Darwin Thompson had a, such a good game and made such a good impression tonight. There are more preseason games to go. But, um, look, Tremont Smith came in after um, Caldwell and the other running back, the, the James Madison running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, James Williams. Um, so he was last on the depth chart at running back and you're going to you're going to do more than than return kicks however however he is a gunner on the the coverage teams and that's that's no small thing for the Chiefs. so but again the more i just the more i consider it the more i i I don't think so or you're you're not convinced yeah i i don't i don't i'm not cutting him yet and he's not being cut yet so but I don't know. But it's possible. It is. The fact that they moved him away from a position of need to a position of, you know, plenty mm-hmm. um, suggests that he, he has to outperform people at running back, and I, it's going to be difficult for him to do that. Yeah, I agree. But he has speed, and he, he we does. know Andy loves speed. They got a lot of it on this mm-hmm. team. Yes, they do. And let's end on the one thing we haven't talked about, Vahe, is your column that this team has the most was what's the song <laughs> I, thought, I thought i was going to get you to sing um the you wanted the anticipation yeah, thing please. again well um i guess the point of what i was trying to write about was that that um it, between mahomes and the closest finish they've had to a super bowl since the last time they went to a super bowl i think you can say that anticipation is through the roof um if there were a roof here and uh, I don't know what we make of the 69,813 paid attendance. It wasn't that. I, mean, I that, thought it was a good crowd. But it was a good yeah, crowd was, for a preseason if they crowd. Sold, if they sold nearly 70,000 tickets for this, then yeah. that, that reflects. It was warm. It was a hot night. They, and, it reflects interest. And you got into this, um, and we've gotten into it a little bit a few times. Sam, by writing about Patrick's autograph signing the other day, you and the things to look for, um, about sort of the hysteria up in St. Joe, and, and we've seen things, you guys have seen it more recently than I have, but cars parked in places that they haven't needed lots before mm-hmm. up there. Um, and I know, I think the, it will depend on how many sessions, but they'll, they'll probably break this record, or maybe, maybe the number yeah. will be. I think, I think it's gonna happen. They may already so have broken up. It all adds up to, to this sort of thing that I think, I think Mahomes makes you believe in them, not just hope, right? Like, it, 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 and he'll always give you hope, but that he, he makes it sort of a tangible thing, like it, if this defense is just a little better, then you know, the, the formula is you ought to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
right? I mean, that's, that's not going to be that simple, yeah. but, but in your mind's eye, that's what, what you figure. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans feel like that. I think we probably feel like that to some degree. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, you can't ever think somebody is or isn't going to do this, right? But, but you can sure say that they can put themselves in position to. So that, that's a little bit what I was trying to get into. I'd like to know how many people liked Patrick Mahomes in the High V commercial that apparently ran several times during well, the game tonight. It was pretty good. We were taking a gander at it post game or something. It looked like the whole theme of it was him ruining other people's barbecues <laughs> with throwing the football around. I couldn't yeah. quite, quite tell what the sound was. But making it good by yeah. delivering yeah. groceries. Yeah. Oh, then he showed up with the he showed up to replace stuff. Did he right, really? Right, oh. right. That, it was all about the groceries. That, that was kind of the, I the see. point. Ah. But was it was it well done? Was it uh, was it? Uh, did it hit the mark? I wonder. I'd like to know what people who saw it ten times tonight thought, because I have a feeling we'll be seeing it a lot. <laughs> we'll be seeing Patrick Mahomes on our televisions a lot, not just on the field. Many other times. High V, Oakley, yeah. Essentia, Good Sense Subs. I don't know. You can go on and on and <laughs> Tickets on. Tickets for less. Tickets for less. Yeah. He's going to be everywhere. Every Is there a saturation the- point coming with him? An oversaturation point? Maybe outside of Kansas City, but I don't think that you can hit that mark yeah, in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like when uh, when Zion was on ESPN all the time, and if you hated Duke, like me, uh, it was really frustrating to see all the time. So if you hate the Chiefs, you're probably really frustrated that you see Patrick Mahomes everywhere. But here, I don't think you can get enough of him. Yeah, probably so. true. All right. Well, on that note, we started with the quarterback. We're going to end with the quarterback. Uh, We'll be back sometime soon. I assume we'll have at least one Facebook Live from St. Joe. And then at the very least, we will be in Pittsburgh for the next preseason game a week from now uh, when the Chiefs take on the Steelers. So until then, he's Blair Kirkhoff. He's Sam Mellinger. He's Vahe Gregorian. I'm Kansas City Star Chiefs beat writer Brooke Pryor. And that is it from us for Arrowhead. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the most complete Chiefs coverage on KansasCity.com, Facebook.com slash Red Zone Extra, the Red Zone Extra app, and in the print editions of the Kansas City Star. Links to the stories can also be found in the show notes. Thanks to our sponsor, Big O Tires, and thanks, Kathy, for putting the show together. We'll be back Monday with another edition of Sports Beat KC. Now let's hear from Josh Caldwell, the Lee Summit product who scored the game's final touchdown on Saturday. Oh, uh, man, it's nothing like uh, running out there in Arrowhead Stadium with all those Chiefs fans out there. Uh, we had a, quite a few sh- people show up for, you know, the preseason, but it was just no, no other feeling like it. How many times have you been in the stadium just as a fan? Uh, three or four times, you know. I think I wasn't able to go to a lot of Chiefs games growing up, but, you know, I was in here. The last time I was in here was uh, two years ago in the playoff game versus uh, Tennessee Titans. I said, man, it would be cool to play on that field. Uh, here I am now.